Show. This is our rapid reaction. The finals just wrapped. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm Kevin O'Connor. And the Warriors just beat the Cavs in a sweep. They won the finals. They won their third title in four years. Maybe they're ready to move on from they blew the 3-1 lead. And maybe LeBron's ready to move on from Cleveland. Kevin, Mm. how are you feeling in this Warriors dynasty? I think it's honestly kind of sad that in, in in the NBA Finals, LeBron James, possibly the greatest player of all time, depending on who you ask. Sure. Getting I, swept I off the floor. I say so, yes. Keep going. Not, not even on the floor at the end of the game. Ante Zizic is scoring the final two <laughs> points of the game for the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron's not even out there. LeBron checked sad. out without like, like four and a half mm-hmm. minutes left. And he dapped everyone up. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's it. There were MVP chants. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was pretty much a letdown, kind of like these finals, right? Yeah, there wasn't much of a celebration at all. It was pretty it was pretty bizarre. So, Kev, when did you know that this game was over? <laughs> as, as soon as the Golden State Warriors defeated the Houston Rockets, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but I, I would say it, game one certainly gave a little bit of hope that sure. Cleveland would have a chance. I think it was during game two, around halftime or so, when it's like, you know what? Golden State is who we thought they were, yeah. and since ever since then, Cleveland's had some little spurts where they've looked pretty good and competitive, but Golden State just has so much more talent on the floor, which is why I thought it was going to be a sweep going in, Right, and if anything, Golden State seemed a little bit more dominate, dominant than expected. I really thought LeBron would get a game. It's like so hard to ever bet they against LeBron. It. I know. They had they mm-hmm. had a game, and JR threw it away. More on that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was over when Clay was not out for game two, because... The Warriors are so good because of their system, and because if, if Katie or Steph are off, like there's always Clay. Like there's all, and then there's like still Draymond to like hype them up or whatever. And so Clay, being like the ultimate tough guy, like he he's real like maybe the toughest guy in the NBA. I mean, coming back from that injury looked pretty serious. Yeah, he yeah. was limping mm-hmm. in between games. He had one a great or two. game. Yeah, he had a, yeah, he had a great game mm-hmm. too. Like if Clay, if you can't, if you keep if J.R. Smith uh, diving into Clay Thompson's legs, can't bring him down. You can't bring down the Warriors, basically. Well, Claytheism is on the rise, Julia. Claytheism <laughs> is on the rise. We got that burner from Ramona today talking about how Clay just like he'll just go to the DMV, however, however many times is needed. I mean, um, Kevin Durant won the Finals MVP, but Kevin, who would you have voted for if you voted? Steph Curry. I uh, think to Steph yeah. too. Make the case for Steph. I think Steph overall had a stronger series. He had that just dismal game game three. But other than that, Juliet, game one, 21 points on 11 of 23. Game two, 33 points on 11 of 26, including 9 of 17 from three. He was the different dif- differentiator in that game. Put aside the game three. I mean, it was horrific, but he still hit big shots at the end of the game. And then tonight, game four, 37 points, six rebounds, four assists on 12 of 27. Not the most efficient series for Steph overall, but Steph really drives that team, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And also, the thing about Steph that is just underrated is the gravity of the floor changes. Like, you know, everyone else gets open because Steph's out there. Like, Iguodala was hitting threes tonight because they were like just set, they were just settling for it, and of course that's like not normal. It's usually a good bet to give Iguodala that three, but Steph just makes just makes the whole thing different, you know. We, we I, saw one of those tonight. Like, yeah, when, when he pump faked to the side and still managed to shoot the ball and it went in. Isaac Lee, our producer of the NBA <laughs> show, said said it's like this is proof we're living in a simulation in the Matrix. It's so Should've true. Like it. It's real. It is really true. Also, the thing about Steph is like. He just has really come into his own as a leader. I think that's been 
one of the more fun aspects of watching this Warriors team for the last four years is watching Steph mature from like kind of the underdog to being like one of the alpha dogs of the entire league, not just his own team. And that has that has been pretty awesome. He's handled the media really well this series. For sure. I think Steph's development and you know, Bob Myers has said this before, but Steph's unselfishness to accept Kevin Durant joining his team, knowing that he would take a little bit more of a backseat. It, it, it's really cool that he did that. Um, it's disappointing for really everybody else that the Warriors are so, <laughs> so dominant. Um, I mean, look, like, like we're talking about finals MVP between Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant, yeah. two of the best players in the world playing on the same team. And it's like, you look at Kevin Durant's numbers in the series and he was terrific. Yeah. He was outstanding. And his game three probably is like his signature game. It, it was probably his best overall game that I, like, I can remember him. Yeah, playing. of yeah. his career, yeah. not just of the finals. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 he was he did everything in that game yeah. that you could possibly ask a scorer to do, really. That's why he's so frustrating, though. It's because he's not that guy every night. Like, that's, that's, and Bill, Bill made that point in a column. Like, LeBron is, is so amazing because he does it every night, except for games two, three, and four of the finals, <laughs> which we'll talk about. Yeah. And, like, Kevin Durant is so frustrating. I understand the case for Kevin Durant, obviously. Like, in this series, he's, and, and this was the same last year. Like, he's like the kill shot. Like, Curry gets them yeah. going and he carries them. And then, for the reason, the reason they got Kevin Durant was to make up for what happened in, you know, 2016. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's the yeah, role. 73 wins. Yeah. And then a finals loss. <laughs> that's the role of Kevin Durant. And I get it. But, <laughs> I think it's Steph as well. I get the case for KD, and like I understand why he won Finals MVP, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just really a Steph girl now. It's also just been like when you think about the beginning of the season, from Steph being called out by the president to now, like it's it really has been like full circle. It began with LeBron and Steph being called out by the president, and it ended today with the president saying they weren't going to be invited. I'm like, cool. They don't want to come anyway. It doesn't matter. It's just it's a, been a pretty like interesting run of Steph and and LeBron. I think when we look back on this season from from the jump to All-Star when they were the co-captains for the co- and they didn't televise the draft to the, to the end <laughs> of this series. Like, the, it is, this was really the season of Steph and LeBron. Yeah, and I think we're going to look back at this entire era, these last four years, and yeah. look back fondly at it. I mean, we're witnessing the greatest player of all time, it, possibly. I think he is the GOAT. Um, I don't. LeBron James. Okay, but okay. We're, okay. we're not going to argue about it. More but, on that but, but, but say, say, save that for another day. But we're, we're witnessing the greatest player of this generation and LeBron James go head-to-head with one of the greatest teams ever yeah. in the Golden State Warriors for four straight years. Yeah. We're going to look back at this time and think, damn, that was cool. We saw a 3-1 comeback. We saw this just juggernaut Golden State team just dominate the league while the league was changing, yeah. right? I mean, the game has changed. Influx of international players. The league, is to me right now, I love it more than ever. It, it just so happens that we are seeing the Golden State Warriors just dominated. Hopefully, they get a worthy adversary in the coming years. That's so beautiful, Kev. So I think this is probably the end of this four this four year. I'd say so because uh, you've you've been writing about it for like a while. That LeBron is probably leaving. So a couple questions. First of all, assuming LeBron is out, what do the where do the Cavs do? Like, what's the first move they should make? Well, I think you ha- need to keep that draft pick. Don't try to be average. Don't trade that pick and try to maintain being a playoff team. I think if there's a player at that eighth pick that they perceive as somebody that is a, that's a building block, mm-hmm. whether it's a Wendell Carter or even Trey Young or Colin Sexton, who I've heard they like a lot, take that player and build Young. Um, try to trade Kevin Love just before he's gone. Whatever value yeah. he has, try to get rid of him. That, he has that's value. What I goat. Kevin Love is a great second or third. I think so. We saw that this yeah. year in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. When they when they were able to feature him, 
in the last round, yeah. like, they, like they did it against Toronto, just complete mismatch problem. And sure. then in Boston, he had some good moments as well. Kevin Love still can score. He can get buckets. He's still an elite <laughs> rebounder, and he's solid positionally, defensively. It just so happens that he's a zero against the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> a zero. Ouch. Where does Kevin Love belong? Like, what's the ideal team for him? How about Portland? I was going to say Portland, too. I mean, too. that's like the, the team everybody always seems to bring up, like a CJ for Kevin Love type of trade. But, but do you want like do you them. want Kevin Love with CJ, or do you want with Dame? Because I would rather have him with CJ. I would, too. I would, too. I think they'd actually be pretty complimentary. It, Players. If I were the Cavs, I would try to trade. If you're not, if you're if you're like against keeping the pick, yeah, try to trade that eighth pick with Kevin Love for Dame for Dame, and then maybe you entice LeBron to stay another year or two. Who knows? Maybe longer. I also think Dame. Belo- I mean, I know he's from Oakland, but like he belongs in the Eastern Conference because he can be great. Like he is. He's behind like a couple of really good guards in terms of greatness in the West, but in the East, he can dominate. Like who else is really like his competition? Like Kyrie, Kyrie. Irving. That's yeah, it. And Kyrie. he's who knows if he'll Fra- recover. Fra- Frankie Nicotine of the New York. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, more importantly, if we're talking about players moving, I mean, what what's the front runner for LeBron right now? What are, what are the streets saying? I, I still think it's the Rockets and the Lakers. Rockets and Lakers. Ultimately, um, I thought Mark Stein's report today was pretty telling uh, mm-hmm. in, in in a way where just follow what Chris Paul does. If Chris Paul were to ever leave, ever leave Houston, maybe they could team up in LA. Um, if he wants to stay in Houston, well, then maybe LeBron can figure out a way to get there. Wouldn't it be easy? Um, Houston, Daryl Moore, Moore, general manager of the Rockets, would need to get really creative to make it happen. Yeah. But you can make it happen. It, it can work. It, it can get figured out somehow. If we learned anything in 2017, it's that Daryl Morey gets creative. Yeah, like he did to get Chris Paul. Yeah, that was like that was a pretty wild day mm-hmm. when all he's just doing like yep. eight transactions in a row, basically. Yep. The Bunch, weirdest part was all the minimums. teams helping him. Yeah, w- w- willing willing conspirers. Yeah, it's, to, to it's make pretty. It happen. Yeah. It's weird that they do that, but I guess there's a collegiality that sure. I don't understand completely. It's about relationships, I suppose. Sure, right? sure. You, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours someday. Um, if LeBron, well, which do you think LeBron should choose? Go to Lakers and get another star, or build on what Houston I mean, has? I wrote about this recently, like, yeah. like the mercenary LeBron mm-hmm. idea, where it's like go to Houston for a year or two, win a title there, take down Golden State, and then go to somewhere like Philly. You know, take along Ben Simmons after a couple years, maybe where they've lost to Boston. Pump them up to the next level. Then, like when you're 37 years old, go to the Lakers, and then wherever your son gets drafted, go there. Like that type of thing over the next seven, eight years for LeBron. But it, that just seems so unrealistic. That seems like a fantasy, doesn't it? Like yeah. a mercenary LeBron to move his family around like that. So ultimately, to me, it's like just go to the Lakers. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. <laughs> Build your super team there. Yeah, I think the only alternate is going back to Miami, which I think like I. I believe in Pat Riley. I also believe in the Miami organization. I think they're like so professional. I also think Miami is good. If you give them a star, a star, they go to the conference finals. So I, I don't know why. I mean, I know they have like cap space problems and like a lot less flexibility. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that Tyler Johnson contract. Yeah, and a lot less flexibility. I but... actually saw him. I saw Tyler Johnson at, at a at a restaurant. Oh, you did? In, in, in LA? In San Francisco, oh. actually. Yeah. During Does he the live finals. there? I'm not sure, but I, I but he's just, just like Tyler Johnson. That's there so he funny. Is. Yeah. Very recognizable face. That's, re- that's really <laughs> random. Yeah. Um, Kev, in this Warriors dynasty, who do you think will be the first player to defect? Kevin Durant. You think yeah, so? Like maybe next summer or the summer after. Like, when does this get boring for him personally? I mean, we, we talked about this on the way over to the studio right now, but it's yeah. like when Kevin Durant, I don't want to psychoanalyze too much, but if you're Kevin Durant and you've worked towards this in your entire life, there must be a small part of you that's like, damn, I thought winning a championship would feel a little bit more fulfilling than it has the last two years. There has to be a, a small part of you. 
I don't think I so. Like, you don't think so? No. I think it seemed like he had a great time last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he kind of coasted for a lot of this season. I think the whole I mean, the whole team did, you know? But it's like LeBron said after he won the one in Cleveland. Like, that one was special. It was different, sure. right? It was different than winning it in Miami, away from home, yeah. you know, with his, his super team that he built. For your KD, like, there, there must be a small part of you. I don't think so. I really uh, don't. I think he's a really unique dude, and I think— he, he definitely wanted, is. He want, yeah, I mean, he's a singular mm-hmm. talent, singular physique. Like, he, he's one he, of a kind. He's one of the greatest players ever, and he's done, like, eight, eight podcasts for the, for the Ringer. It's like, like, his openness, right, to yeah, talk it's about amazing. everything in his life. Certainly a different guy. Um, I thought it was interesting in, in between games three and four to hear LeBron call KD one of the best ever. I just think he doesn't give out that kind of praise very often. He is usually pretty measured. He does not give it to his friends. Like he does not mm. call Dwayne Wade one of the best shooting guards ever. He does not. He talks about Chris Paul in a really like um familiar and like affectionate way, but he doesn't really talk about other people's skills like that. I that really caught my attention. It's it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, he is one of the greatest players ever. And you know, that's another part of it, Juliet, where with KD there was a cover on Sports Illustrated many years ago, like about him being tired of being called the second best. Yeah, if you're KD, they're they're that's still gonna be there a little bit. Yeah, where it's like I don't want to be second best. Yeah, he still wants go, to be like the guy go somewhere. And like we saw this in Game Three, he had seven assists tonight. He had ten assists. Yeah, he's flashed some of that playmaking over the years. Maybe you go somewhere else and you become that guy. And then maybe you do become the best before LeBron's done. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I think he'd be first in defect. Who do you think it would be? Uh, I think Draymond. I actually don't know if he'd okay. be de- defect or get traded. I could uh, see I could see them trading him. Um, he didn't have a great regular season. There's a lot of rumblings yeah. about what, you know, how he's a handful. There's so many, um, you know, Ethan Strauss wrote that story a while ago that kind of really lit Draymond on fire. Mm-hmm. And there's always been rumblings about Kerr and Draymond not necessarily getting along. And I actually think um, Steve Kerr would, like, absolutely never let that get out on his own, which I thought he's always so complimentary of Draymond to the media, which I think is, like, a good tactic. Um, (laughs) I'd say so. (laughs) (laughs) I I could see him getting traded. Someone like Draymond, I don't know how how well he's going to age. And I don't know. You know, he's so essential to this team right now. But if they start building for the future and they want to like um, evolve and they start and they kind of like plug Jordan Bell into that role sure. or something like that, mm-hmm. then Draymond's a little bit less important. In- interesting thing is, is you know, for the last year and a half or so, like various Warriors writers all on on that beat have always said like they're going to go after Anthony Davis in a couple of years. Right. Maybe Draymond Green is that salary right. that you use in that deal to try to get AD. Can you imagine Maybe. AD and KD together? Oh my goodness! It's like the two- I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Uh, it's like that would be like really fun, mm-hmm. fun to watch. I mean, Anthony Davis does. I mean, one of the reasons that series is so fun is because Drew Holiday is like is becoming yeah. the point guard he deserves. It would just be amazing to see AD in like a really functional system like that. It, it would be beautiful to watch AD with a player that's not Demarcus Cousins post Achilles injury. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. I, ho- I mean, I hope Boogie tough. comes back, but ooh, I don't know. I know, really yeah. tough. Um, what do you make of LeBron's games two, three, and four? Because he he had an amazing game one. They almost stole it, and then J.R. Smith threw it away. I mean, we'll just be talking about that for the rest of the time, so we can leave it for now. Um, LeBron <laughs> seemed to have a little less uh, pep in his step, a little less belief in his team. I, I, what, what what was it? I mean, I I just like eye test wise, there was just um, seemed like he was not as committed as we saw in game I one. Mean- like with LeBron James, the 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 line is way up here, like in the yeah. stratosphere for for what LeBron needs to do to to actually keep his team competitive in the finals. And yeah, for the last three games, he was still 
really, really good. Like, yeah. he, he still nearly averaged a triple double, pretty fairly efficient scoring. But yeah, you still would have you. Cleveland needed a little bit more, which is too much to ask considering everything he was already giving. But he certainly didn't seem necessarily the same. Yeah, it's such a funny thing to see the best player check out with four and a half minutes left. It's sad to me. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it, it, it's just I don't know. I, I I have a hard time just thinking about it just because of the fact that we're talking about a guy that has defined this era. He has dominated Completely. the East this entire decade. And yet, he's just getting swept off the floor. I know. It's such a bummer. And you heard some rumors about LeBron, I think. Yeah. um, So I heard that game one, something happened to his right hand. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what exactly, but that— His shooting hand. Something happened to his right hand. And um, yeah, uh, I looked into it, and (laughs) and, and it had heard there's nothing. And if there is something, he would never admit to it because he's played through stuff in the past. And like that's that's his role as the leader is just to play through stuff. And, you know, we've seen it. We see it when he turns his ankle and— one minute later, he's hobbling around a little bit, but he's dealing with it. He's not going to the bench. So if there were a hand injury, it wasn't necessarily apparent. Uh, sure. Um, but yeah, it, he didn't shoot the ball nearly as well after game one. Um, his at-rim finishing numbers were dipped a little bit as well mm. after game one. Uh, notice he was using his left hand quite a lot uh, around the <laughs> rim. He, I also noticed that he used his left hand to uh, dap up or pound all his te- teammates and the opponents at, at the as he checked out yeah. at the end of game four. Uh, that was pointed out by Colin Orcutt from the ringer. Yeah. Um, good observation. So maybe there was something, but it... it Look, he still was unbelievable. He was tremendous. He did everything that he yeah, needed I mean, to in the series. It was everybody else. Right. I, I mean, he didn't get anything from J.R. Smith. Kevin Love was not the Kevin Love that they needed him to be on the offensive end of the floor. Missed so many open jumpers. Rodney they, Hood, just jo- the hardest working garbage man yeah. in the city of Cleveland tonight for game four. And, and George Hill. Like, George Hill looked horrible, horrible. for the Sacramento Kings earlier this season. Yeah. He looks worse now. He does like, everybody worse. was talking about George Hill will be rejuvenated playing against Le- alongside LeBron James. It's like, no, he looks way worse now in June than he did back in October, November, and December with the Kings. And just Sad. really disengaged. The most engaged yeah. Cav is probably Larry Nance. And he just, like, he just seems like a great teammate. I, w- I would love to have Larry Nance on my he, team. He, he's probably a keeper for the for the for the yeah, definitely. moving forward definitely. no matter what yeah he and Quinn Cook are like the glue guys of these series <laughs> Quinn Cook was like Cook, so yeah. beloved at the yeah. end I mean he was filling in for Steph Curry dropping points toward, towards the end of the regular season for Golden State it was amazing still winning games with Quinn Cook as your starting point guard <laughs> if LeBron goes to Houston what does what do the Warriors have to do to stay do they need to like make a big move to level up as well or are they still good <laughs> still good enough I mean I think I think Bob Myers said it today in some interview on Sox somewhere on, I saw on the internet where he's like, they need to get younger. Right. I, I think that's the key thing. Sean Livingston, Andre Guadala, those guys aren't going to last forever. You need to continue to add youth, need to continue to develop Jordan Bell, need to continue to try to develop Kevon Looney, even though I kind of think he sort of is who he is. Um, Pat- which is. Which is like not nothing. Like, yeah, he's solid. If he's, if he's your backup, solid. if he's your backup center, like you're. I mean, I guess in the Rocket series it became apparent they didn't have enough wings for sure. So they probably need to add like they one have like or two. seven centers on their roster. Yeah, I mean they have the 29th pick, I believe, in the draft this year, so they could have an opportunity to draft a good player. That's this is the thing with this draft, Juliet. Like from 15 to 40 or so. Everybody's going to have these players ranked drastically differently, like in the league, like publicly. Sure. It's going to be consensus. But in the league, teams are going to have drastically different rankings. So maybe Golden State 
ends up getting the guy that they have like 13th on their board at the back of the first round. Maybe, maybe not, but they could end up adding a player that they perceive as a building block at the back of the first round just because of the way this draft is structured. One thing I recently learned from like just, you know, NBA world is that teams like 100% do not compare notes when it comes to drafting. Definitely not. Like at all. And they're just trying to like screw each other over and like get as much information (laughs) as possible, which I kind of find fascinating because it is a league with so much with both like equal measures of feuds and collegiality, which is why I love it. Like I love both ends of the of the friendship spectrum. <laughs> but I find it fascinating that there is no note sharing. So like when you hear about Michael Porter only giving a workout to the Bulls and like only giving one team um like a physical, like that's really significant because only one team like that won't get out, basically, is I, the point. Like I, it, it raises told, red it raises red flags, but For sure. I, I was told by one executive that it's actually more common than you would expect that a player will take a physical with just one team mm. and then that will be distributed elsewhere. Interesting. But it's still uh, it's still a relationship based decision, I would think. Yeah. Where, where age, agent plus team. Plus you know I'm giving it to you because there's like a promise or yes, something like something that. Like that it's yeah. just kind of amazing to me that like that that teams just don't compare notes. And it's also like I never, think. never want to trade secrets. No, though. no offense it's like to doing, you. It's like doing a fantasy draft, though, Juliet. Like sure. if you're doing a fantasy football draft, maybe with I have your friends. loose lips. I don't know. But no <laughs> offense to you, but then the media becomes like pawns. You know, like the, yeah. like the teams use the media to try to like float um, rumors no and it. whatever. That, that's why some of the stuff. I mean, not to go off the rails here, but yeah. some of the stuff with Sacramento, it's like, hmm, you know, do they really not want Luka Doncic for right. the number two? Like, are they really not considering him, or how much of this is just some, some type of smokescreen for right. Sacramento? The it's, most gamesmanship of all of basketball happens around the draft, basically. Yeah, pretty is, much. Is, like, which the, is kind of, the, I think, one of the reasons it's so popular and people like care so much. These, Plus, like these the next potential. Three weeks will be nuts for sure. I know it's kind of you know last year um, the series it only went five, and it still like felt longer. Like we always talk about how we wish we had more time between the finals and the draft. That's like the only like a lot of time. That's the sure. only silver lining. <laughs> Of this final, a lot of time, Julia. <laughs> final sweep. Um, we're gonna have so much more on the finals and the draft on the Ringer NBA show. This has just been a micropod. We just needed to get some stuff out there. Kev, any final thoughts on these playoffs or these finals? I hope next year Golden State in the finals, not before the finals, but in the finals, has a real competitor to make this exciting. Because if we get another year of this. Where it's a sweep or even a five game, you know, finals. I think at that that's the point where it's going to be like, you know what, this is a bit much. Yeah. But we need a team to step up, whether it's LeBron and the Sixers or the reloaded Cavaliers with LeBron or Boston. We need a team that like really gives it to Golden State in the finals to make this the best. Because right now, I love the league more than ever. What would take it to an either another level, Juliet, is an exciting NBA Finals with two juggernauts going toe to toe. I completely agree. I completely agree. Let's let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to have more on the finals. We will be back with Heat Check on Monday. This was just a rapid reaction. We'll be breaking down all of the LeBron news, all of the press conferences, a tea leaf reading. Uh, thanks for listening and reading Ringer throughout these playoffs. It has been a true delight. I'm Juliet. And I'm Kevin O'Connor. And we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Hey.